Even though it's not in the name, literacy definitely has a place within STEM challenges. In fact, I would even say that STEM and literacy are a perfect match, just like avocado toast. While the audio from this episode has never been heard before on this podcast, this presentation is from an online summit I did in the past at one of the Wonder Workshop International STEAM Summits. I'll be sharing five different ways that you can combine STEM and literacy together and make the perfect pairing in ways that you might not have thought of before. I'm more than just a STEM coach in this episode. Think of me more as your STEM chef. Chef's kiss. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this very fun session. I am so glad that you are here. Literacy and STEM integration, perfect like avocado toast. I am your presenter, Naomi Meredith. So why in the world would we even think about implementing STEM and literacy? They kind of seem like two separate worlds that don't exactly go together. Well, I had this analogy with avocado toast. And if you don't like avocado toast, I'm so sorry. I love it. I know a lot of people do. So just bear with me. So of course, avocados are delish on their own. So is toast. But when you put the two together, it's an amazing combination. So just like STEM and literacy, they are amazing on their own and can do wonderful things in your classroom but they are even better together. And actually it does make your planning so much easier. And I think coming from the classroom and into a STEM role, I still have that classroom teacher mindset where I really want to be thoughtful about my planning, having things cross-curricular, having those experiences be meaningful and integrated rather than separate. So literacy pops up into my instruction all the time. And I know that whether you are a STEM teacher or a classroom teacher or even have a different specialized role, that you could find meaning within this integration. So today I'm going to be sharing with you five different ways that you can integrate STEM and literacy together. And I'm going to give you also some student examples that you could think about for your own planning or even do the same lessons in your classroom. So first we have STEM and stories. This is the first way I love sharing with teachers to integrate STEM and uh, literacy into their classrooms. I feel like that this is the easiest way and in some ways the most fun to plan. But as elementary teachers, we love reading stories. We love books. We have extensive classroom libraries. Well, that can definitely go into your STEM integration. Now, thinking about STEM and stories, it could be picture books are a great example. You could even use chapters from a chapter book. Even nonfiction articles can fit into this category, STEM and stories. So with that, thinking about different types of STEM lessons you can use. The best one to get started is think of stories that have a clear problem and solution. And oftentimes with that problem and solution, how building can go into that story. So I'll give you an example. If you've read the story, Iggy Peck Architect, they go on a field trip and the poor teacher, heaven forbid this would ever happen if I went on a field trip, but she passes out 
and on the hill and the kids have to go save their teacher. And so you could pause reading the story and then have the kids build to solve the problem. And then you can read the rest of the story to see how their solutions compare to what is in the book. So a problem and solution story, especially like I said, building to solve a problem works really well with this integration. Also alternate endings. Um, stories that would change if the ending was changed. So you're really thinking about that story structure with both of these problem and solution and alternate endings, parts of a story, beginning, middle, and end. What if the ending did change? You could have students write the alternate ending and then build what that alternate ending could be. So that again, a very easy integration. I know you're thinking of books in your head right now. Also, with STEM and stories, this is a great way to explore nonfiction topics. So some stories have specific science and nonfiction topics that it touches on, or you can integrate other types of science within the story that would actually make sense. So you could go either way with that. What's really great is if you're using a fiction story and then you're exploring nonfiction topics, you're really going into those standards when it talks about the paired selections and comparing and contrasting. Or you could do a nonfiction story and then a nonfiction exploration. So again, you're connecting all of those things together. What's really great about starting with the STEM stories and really with all the other four examples is that you are maximizing your time. I know that teachers are pressed for time. You are really maximizing that time and connecting it all together and building up that scientific background for kids. So more examples for you, thinking about that problem and solution. And if in this presentation, when you have access to it, you can actually click on each of the pictures for more detailed lesson plans. Uh, the first one is showing After the Fall. So <laughs> the book is really, really cute by Dan Santat, I believe who it is. But After the Fall, hum- it's after Humpty Dumpty fell and he's so sad and he just doesn't believe in himself. He's down on his luck. Well, students can build a solution to that problem, Humpty Dumpty falling off the wall. And so um, this is a great time, springtime, Easter eggs are on sale, have a collection hiding in your class. But students can build a solution to keep Humpty Dumpty safe. For an alternate ending, in the middle, we have the gingerbread man. And we know in the original, there are lots of different versions. But in the original, poor gingerbread man gets eaten by the fox. So what if the gingerbread man got a little bit smart? It got to the river and we found a way to float across the river. So there's an example kindergartner built. Not me. I just held up the boat and took the picture. But students learned about sinking and floating and created a different ending for the gingerbread man to float across the river. Obviously, eventually in that picture, the cardboard would disappear. And then we also have that scientific connection where we read Beagle, the unimaginary friend, and students create their own unimaginary friend, and they have to figure out a way to have them stay together with a magnetic force. So you're talking about forces with magnetic energy. So there are some, um, there is a little paper clip on our hand and a magnet on the back, but they could explore different things that are magnetic and not and choose the one that works best to keep their friendship together. Thing number two of how to integrate STEM and literacy is through robotics. Now, robotics in elementary isn't as scary as you might think. Um, luckily, a lot of companies out there, just like Wonder Workshop, love Dash the Robot. That is an amazing robot to get started with your classroom. I'm not getting sponsored to say this, but Dash is a wonderful robot to have in any classroom because there are lots of different avenues to code that 
robot. There are others as well. Companies are making it a lot easier for coding and robotics to be in the classroom to get students exposed to that type of learning. So don't be scared of it. It is okay. But what's great is that um, you can share robotics and connect it again to that literacy. So a lot of those same types of things. So story retail can be used. Building your vocabulary. We are always are working on vocabulary development, whether it is uh, content specific or scientific specific. That you can, that can definitely be incorporated there. And also, it's a cool way to bring the story to life. You are bringing that movement um, into life. So. You not only are students thinking about the story, but they are thinking about the coding pattern as well. So that's really integrating different types of thinking and that students will really shine with this hands-on way. So thinking about story retell, um, any type of robot you could do this with. Uh, this is a little bee bot and we put a little hungry caterpillar face on it. But students were coding the robot to different squares on the grid to retell the hungry caterpillar eating the food in order of when it happened in the story. So it's really a great way, a little side tip with robotics is if you have robots, measure the distance of where of one forward move. So on this grid, I made it with butcher paper and then I pressed go on the little robot for one forward move. And then I measured the distance that it took. So that helped me know how big my squares needed to be. And then I printed the little foods on the side to put on the square. So you could do that with Dash, the Code and Go mouse, Sphero, uh, whatever robot you use. But that's how you can make a grid. Very cheap. So Code and Retell the Story. Also building vocabulary, having, again, like talking about life cycles in your class. You could have students code the robot to show the life cycle in order when it happens. So it could be on a grid. It could be in various places in the room for extra challenge that aren't measured precisely. So then they're building that vocabulary and going into your science unit, building that background knowledge. Also bringing the story to life. Um, In that last picture, we have Spiro to pull uh, Spiro through the Iditarod race. And so we were reading some fiction stories, kind of goes with that STEM stories as well. But it was bringing how what the Iditarod is and how that is an annual event in Alaska. If you're from Alaska, I hope you've been to Iditarod. I want to talk to you. Sounds super cool um, to go to. I would never run the race, but I really want to go see it. But um, you can bring the story to life and make it more hands-on and tangible for kids. So robotics is a great way. Don't be scared. You can definitely do it. Another way to integrate that literacy and STEM together is green screen. Now, you don't have to have an official screen. I have a blue screen behind me, a blue painted wall. The one right next to me is green. But you can get creative with that green screen as well. Go to Dollar Tree and get a green plastic tablecloth, and it can be hung anywhere in your room. You definitely want to have great lighting. But also, you think it even more creative. I could use this green stool behind me as a type of green screen. You can use green shirts, which you'll see in some of these examples, as a type of green screen. So think outside of the box when it comes to green screen, because you could definitely do it on a smaller scale, which even might be more tangible in the classroom when you're thinking about the noise level and the space that you have. So green screen is really great when you are thinking about book reviews. I know a lot of units are talking about opinion writing, where you're trying to persuade someone to read the story. You can amp up your game with book reviews with green screen. Um, Weather reports, a classic example, but it's a great way for kids to 
work on writing a script, practicing that oral reading, um, which is another standard, that oral recall, that oral retell, um, write a script and they can tell the weather report of that day. Getting overwhelmed with researching, planning, and teaching meaningful K-5 STEM lessons? It can be a lot of work and I completely understand. When I walked into my brand new role at a brand new classroom with zero curriculum, over the years, I've been developing a K-5 STEM year-long plan that is rooted in standards, the engineering design process, and station rotations. In fact, don't just take it from me, here's what other teachers are saying about these plans. Anne says, this was a very helpful resource for me as a new STEM teacher. I appreciate that I had activities for all grade levels. My students loved all of these lessons. Tara says, this resource is amazing. I love that these are challenges that have been tried in the classroom. One of the best things that I purchased. There are over 50 lessons already included in the bundle and it's growing. Everything new that is added, lessons and updates, you will always get for free when you purchase today. As a bonus, I included a free digital teacher plan book that is made specifically for K-5 STEM teachers who have a lot of classes and plans to manage every day. It's easy to edit and gives you enough blocks to write in, unlike most paper planners out there. Being a podcast listener, I am giving you an exclusive $30 off code for the entire K-5 STEM bundle. You can grab the bundle at naomimeredith.com slash K5STEM and put in the code PODCASTK5 at checkout. Also, research projects doesn't have to be super complicated, can be enhanced with that green screen, a different way to publish. So we have in the first one, you see the kids, we have an iPad stand and we could talk about other apps. Definitely message me. We could talk about great apps to use for green screen. But green screen or blue screen are used. Um, Fun fact, (laughs) blue or green is typically used because humans shouldn't naturally be that color. So it really makes things pop with that background. So students in their writing class wrote a book review and they published their writing. They wrote it out nicely. They did all of the editing. But then to share with their audience, we didn't just type the story. We had kids verbally retell their story. So you see that there's a little script hanging on or they're writing hanging on the tripod and the student was reading their published piece from there. And I wish I had a picture of this from there in the green screen app, we put the book cover on the shirt. So it looked like the kid was wearing their shirt to promote it, like a little bit of marketing about their story. In the middle, of course, we have a weather report. That was the weather that day. So students quickly in the morning wrote their weather report, practiced their script, and then they read it out loud and pointed to what the weather was. And then we uploaded that video and seesaw. The last example is me for a research report. I was wearing a green shirt and I blended them with the green background and researched about a famous person in STEM. This was Mae Jemison. And it goes along with those, um, like those old school, I guess old school, but when you have kids research about a person, they cut out the paper and put their head in it. It's like that idea, but in a green screen, more interactive way. And (laughs) I'll tell you, if you just show the kids this video, they will start laughing. It is a little bit creepy if you don't stay still. My head was floating around, but it was just a fun way to prepare a research report. Stop motion animation, one of the oldest animation techniques out there. It's still used today. It's used all the time, but it's also a great way that you can integrate STEM and literacy. Again, this is like a low 
floor, high ceiling type of activity. I've learned so much about um, students' patience and creativity. So much happens with stop motion in front of the screen. It's like it doesn't take a whole lot of hard technology. There are lots of free apps out there, but students really are focusing on paying attention to detail, how they're going to manipulate the tools so that they can move smoothly. So this is really great for those problem solving skills. And if you can collaboration, so stop motion animation can be integrated with literacy. Again, that story retail, um, that's a really a big thing with our comprehension. Again, building that vocabulary. And it's a cool way to do creative writing. I love stop motion animation. And you're going to see in these examples, you actually don't really need anything fancy. When I started this in my K-5 STEM classes, I really didn't have a huge budget. So I actually had the kids do all of their stop motion animation, like that middle picture with paper. So we drew the props and then they moved them. So you can just do paper. If you don't have any budget, you can get started. That, Like I said, the app is free. So if you have even your phone or one or two iPads, you could get started with stop motion animation. So the first one with that story retail, this was a great starter activity. Um, we combine Legos and modeling clay, but we talked about quickly, uh, different, or if you're even doing a fairy tale unit, we talked about different fairy tales and students had to retell the story through movement and they weren't allowed to add sound or music. So they had to be very clear with their visualization and the movements of their images to show accurately the story. So the first one you probably can guess is Little Red Riding Hood. And so this group did a really great job collaborating together and restyling Little Red Riding Hood. And we would all guess what the fairy tale was. Another one that was really great, I don't have a picture on here, but it was the tortoise and the hare. And the kids had the little tortoise and the hare move inch by inch and had the whole story. It was amazing. And the tortoise was made out of clay. And then the hare was made out of Lego. It was so cute. Um, when you're thinking about that building vocabulary, fifth grade was talking about the human body system. So they researched about a different body system, like very specific, more like a body part, like eyes, your heart, ears, more specific things. And then they had a rubric to what they needed to include in their stop motion video and all of that. I'll show you a couple of examples or I'll link these in here. That way you can watch them on their own. They don't have sound. So if you go into the presenter notes, they're right there. Um, also with that creative writing, we really want to encourage that creativity in our classrooms and ha having those narratives that are just have that creative piece and all those story elements. So students could complete their creative writing and then create a stop motion animation to tell the story that they're trying to convey. So they can narrate over their movements with their creative writing piece. So I definitely recommend stop motion animations um, second grade and up. I think you can do it with KN1 um, with some guidance, but second grade usually can be a little more independent and understand the picture taking process. Makerspace, of course, all these big names, and they, they really aren't scary. I think you can definitely do it. But Makerspace is uh, my fifth way for integrating STEM and literacy together. And so you definitely, again, can integrate the two and make a meaningful experience. When you're thinking about stocking up your Makerspace, having donations from home is a great place to start. Or even if you're wanting to do it next school year, I have a little bin at my house where I start collecting things all summer long, and then I'll bring it into school. So cardboard for sure, bottles, 
all those sorts of things. But writing game rules is a great way to integrate that makerspace experience when you're talking about a how-to and how to be really clear with your writing. And playing a game, you have to be very, very specific. And you might even be thinking about some games. You're like, there's some games that have not very good rules. So those are some good non-examples as well that you could share with students. You definitely can integrate that engineering design process, which a lot of states are adopting or already are using the next generation science standards, which do have a portion that uh, have the engineering design process. So integrate that makerspace, that science piece, all the literacy, those can all be connected together. And then, of course, research projects are a great opportunity to use makerspace because really you don't need a whole lot of materials. If you just have some cardboard and tape, you're good to go. When you're thinking about those game rules, Students can design a game using cardboard, tape, marbles, and then create those game rules. So how many players are needed? What do you do step by step? If I were to read your directions, would I know how to play? You could even have the editing phase where the game is created. Students have to read the instructions. They can't ask the author and then figure out how to play. And then they can give feedback on the game rules. That could be that editing, that peer review, and see how they could change the rules so it makes more sense. Or even giving feedback like, hey, we found another way to play. Maybe you want to change this piece up. So that would be a great way um, to make that meaningful editing part. When you're building that vocabulary, the engineering design process, so you have the problem you're trying to solve, and then that research piece and keeping track of information, this is just one way, but building a cardboard airplane, and you're talking even that math with the STEM, um, all the different measurements and the lines and angles of how you should set up different parts of the airplane, you could go through that whole engineering design where students are gathering data and also writing the modifications that they made to their airplane and how it improved their design. So you can definitely go deeper into the responses for various phases. I think that modification piece and also explaining how the design worked are great opportunities to really integrate that writing and that oral communication. Uh, Research projects, like I said, low prep, this is a recycling plant. So we were researching about how recycling plants work and what types of things can be recycled. So we did some research on that, and then we built up our recycling plants, and then students were able to present about how a recycling plant works. Again, that oral communication, you can go as deep as you want in reading. We also use books on Epic Books, which um, is a free-for-teachers website, where there were lots of great examples of how to take care of the earth, how recycling works, how a compost works. So we're working on that earth piece together. So lots of ideas out there. You do have access to this presentation and click on those different pictures to go more in each of those lessons. But I know I'm that kind of person where I want to try all the things and maybe you're like, oh, so overwhelmed. You don't know where to begin. Well, next steps, choose a lesson that you have in your unit upcoming that you think needs an upgrade. And springtime is a great time to dive in and try something new. Um, The kids have this energy, but use that energy in a really hands-on way and the kids will still be productive and engaged. So choose a lesson you think needs an upgrade. Try one of these ideas. It could be a lesson or it could be a whole topic. Maybe the last month of school, you want to do makerspace. You're talking about Earth Month, bring in your recyclables. Let's find what we find outside. We can build with it. So definitely use what you have. You don't have to start off completely fresh, but use that little upgrade. So make it gourmet avocado toast. 
Get really good. Don't feel like you got to make all the different avocado toasts. Make one really good with the salmon and the egg and the capers like that picture. Oh my gosh, I am getting hungry right now. But make that one lesson really, really good. Integrating STEM and literacy is so much fun, and I bet you're dying to see all of the examples and handouts from this presentation. You can grab the video recording of this episode, the video slides I referenced throughout, student examples, and bonuses for only $5. That's cheaper than the dog treats that I like to buy for my little dog, Frederick. Way cheaper. The bonus includes a list of tools that you can use in STEM and literacy integration, two different lesson planning templates, and clickable links to lesson plan ideas you might want to try for various grade levels. This will be linked in the show notes, and you can check it all out here, naomimeredith.com slash STEM literacy video replay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore, or send me an email to elementary STEM coach podcast at gmail.com. Also make sure to check out my website, Naomi Meredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K through five STEM resources. Any questions you have needs for resources or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.